Welcome to the Bottled Blonde Podcast, a guide for the unconventional modern woman. Your host, Christina McInnes, will give you a behind-the-scenes look into everything you need to know. Get ready to laugh, learn, and have a happy hour with your blonde digital BFF. Let's celebrate not having it all together, but having a good fucking time while we're at it. Hello, TBB babes. I am here with Bougie Brian, and you are tuned into the Bottle Blonde podcast. Hey, what's up? Hello. Hello, friends and family. We're happy to be here with you. Friends and family. God, I pray that none of my family listens to this. Well, I was thinking the listeners are a family now, too. <laughs> oh, look at him go. He's like chatting. He goes like full radio show. I'm like, I love it. <laughs> right, try, I'm trying to host like I have my own show. I'm learning from the best in you. Oh, my God. That's so funny. Um, well, guys, oh, today's episode is going to be a little different. We are going to go into like updates. We're going to start off with us chatting about some updates on like 75 Day Hard, our fight story, and some other little goodies trickled in there. And then uh, we'll dive into your guys' confessions, which I can't wait for. And then we'll like put in some advice on These there. These are my confessions. <laughs> is that <laughs> a song? I, sorry, that's an Usher song. That is, is it to my head. <laughs> a Usher song? Yeah, we're going to have to play that. That's going to be like our little, we should have like a little button. Um, but okay, so updates. Bougie Brian was supposed to be in trial right now and he was real sad. Do you want to go into it, honey? Yeah, I was really looking forward to it. It'd be like a five, six-week trial, super interesting case. We represent a rock band, and the patron uh, you know, attended the concert and allegedly got tinnitus. I mean, God forbid you go to a rock show and the music's a bit loud, right? Insane. <laughs> Honestly, ridiculous also. Like, but, what? Yeah, it's kind of crazy. I mean, we would have won a trial, but the reason why it's not moving forward is because we settled and you know, obviously settlement doesn't mean you're admitting liability. It just means, hey, let's get it done, um, you know, from a business standpoint and, and move forward. Because at the end of the day, when you got 12 jurors, you never know what they're really going to do. Um, these jurors would have been in Orange County, so they're more conservative, would have, which would have been favorable to us. Um, but more importantly, it'd be great experience for me and, and do really well by the client, which is obviously always what we want to pride ourselves on. But even, you know, if things don't work out the way you wanted or you had like expectations, I know me and KCM, uh, we went and we got me three new suits and got them tailored. So that was all prepped and ready to go. It was little, you know, it was disheartening. Mm -hmm. Um, I was disappointed in that sense, um, you know, in in not just, you know, showing my skills, but, you know, providing the clients with, with an excellent result. But you know, I'll look good for later trials and for, for later events. Um, but yeah, that, that, that case is behind us and we're going to look forward to new and, and interesting trials. I know. Well, this was the time that I was so pumped. I was going to be able to see you, but there will be other trials that are coming too. And It'll be good. It'll be all good. But we did get him some real cute suits, which we love. And we have to go into um, this. But, but before we go into anything, I just I just got to tell everyone, it's so great when you go uh, suit shopping with KCM because, first of all, you go in there, you have like a 52-year-old gentleman who, you know, looks at you and you're, he's like, all right, you're a 42 regular. And then he picks your you know, your, your shirts out and he picks the color combination with the ties. 
And then you see KCM over here not liking one of the color combinations and then switching out the ties. And then what ends up happening is the guy gives up and goes, okay, the girlfriend decides not me. I got it. Well, yeah, it was when we walked in there too. The guy like loved that. If it was like a single guy, but like I feel like I'm more particular on like clothing and to like what you're wearing too. And he's picking like colors that is like not a fucking vibe. It's like maroon tie with like, he picked like something charcoal gray. And then the suit had like blue in it. I was like, this is too many fucking color combos. Like that's not happening. Also, you know, he's picking what he thinks look he looks good. You know, like again, yeah. he's like a 50 some year old man. So He's not really vibing the way me and <laughs> was like, I know. And too, he kept, it was really funny when we went in. He would try like to keep bringing different shirts that would, and I was like, I don't like any of these. Like, just kind of like, let me do my thing. I think I said, I was like, I got this. Like, don't worry oh, okay. about K- it. KCM took over. Yeah. I was like, okay, we have to match. Cause with guys, so you've got to match this tie with the shirt, with the jacket, with the pants, with the shoes, with the socks, with the belt. It's like a full meal deal thing. And especially for trial, I was like jazz to be able to dress well, you. I, well, I call you my uh, stylist as well. So it, it's really helpful to, to have you. What do you, what do you suggest or recommend uh, for girls who go shopping with their guys? Oh God. I feel like, well, it's hard. I feel like when you start dating someone too, or like you're interested and they have really shitty style, it's, you can't tell them that they have bad style. You just have to lead them into good style. So it depends on like what you're working with. Is this like a guy whose style is like absolutely atrocious? Like he's wearing like oversized cargo shorts, a band tee, and like super long socks with like workout shoes as like his day to day. If we're starting like bottom of the barrel, we're just gonna have to like full blown. You gotta go in there and you just gotta like start throwing away shit. If this is a guy who's got like a little bit of style that needs fine tuning, then he'll probably like like to shop with you and be like, oh, this would look good with this. And you can see like their opinion. Or if it's like a guy who's really dapper, then he may not want your help at all. So what category did I fall in? You had just a little fine tuning moment. We had Bro- I was, Bougie I was, I was Brian. A two, I was a two and a half. <laughs> yeah. Bougie Brian literally had. Okay, when you started though, like when we first started dating, there needed to be a lot of fine tuning. But now all of his friends talk about how like good your clothes are. Well, I, I appreciate that. Uh, I think you had a big hand in it. You <laughs> know, I, I think it's just like a little. Like you said, fine-tuning. I knew what looked good, and I had good taste. Besides like, all the fedoras that were in his closet. It's okay. That was one of your exes. Oh, you my can, God. You can, uh, and by exes, I don't mean ex-girlfriends. I mean, like, we each kind of have a joke, like, where we each can do three exes. In other words, <laughs> three things that the other person can't do and immediately... Uh, immediately, now It cannot, cannot be challenged. And one of KCM's exes were... Cannot wear fedoras. And that's fine. fucking lutely right. no fedoras. Right like that. I just feel like fedoras aren't fuckable. Like that's like not. I haven't well, seen. A, I want to be fuckable. exactly. I have not seen a fuckable fedora ever, and I've yeah. It's just like not happening for Is me. Bucket had a fedora. No, um, no, but it's in the fedora realm. I don't like bucket hats either. Like I haven't seen. Like on some girls, they're kind of cute if they like like that kind of like Y two K vibe. 
But like most of the time, like I don't think bucket hats that, are cute. That, and I think that I'm not, I think a lot of people do. That's an interesting way to put a Y2K hat. Um, it's like, right, is a hot dog a sandwich? That's another good one. Oh God. Whoa, whoa. We went from like, <laughs> no, those are like polar opposites. Literally is a fedora a bucket hat to is a hot dog a sandwich? It's a good question. I don't know. Oh, that's a, that's one. It's like too late for us to dive into the hot tell, dog. Sandwich. Tell us what you think, TBB base. <laughs> Literally, they're like hot dog is a sandwich or is not. Think about it. It's two pieces of bread with meat in the middle. I'm I'm gonna leave that one alone. <laughs> I feel like we guy could really just like jump into a different topic. We are not doing that. Oh my god. Okay, now we do have to dive into is um, what is it? Uh, the freaking fight. Should I go in or should you go in? Do you want to start it or do you want me to start I, I can start it and then, uh, you know, I think I'll let you know when is the perfect time to segue. Yeah. Okay, okay. Uh, I'll wink at you. Okay. Um, so we uh, we went with, uh, you know, one of our favorite couples. We went out. Uh, well, initially we started our, our place. We had a few drinks. You know, cocktails were involved. This was before the 75-day hard situation. Yes. yes, so we did not break our rule. Don't worry, everyone. Um, we were at our place, we had a few drinks with, you know, two of our uh, closest friends, one of our favorite couples. And then we went to a restaurant, we had some Italian food, a drink some more. All right. So, you know, Brian and KCM are like two or three drinks. Oh, we're and probably- then by, yeah. by the Italian dinner is over, we're at like four or five. And then we get to our friend's house and then, oh, what do you know? Six or seven. And then shots right before we leave, right? So <laughs> fine-tuned machines we were. We all were tipsy, feeling great. Uh-huh. Called Uber, safely got to, to the club. And then we're at the club. We're having a great time. But then we start to realize one of our friends is kind of a, you know, tipping over. She's not standing <laughs> straight. Uh, KCM has given me a fantastic laugh. Oh my God. It really was. The boys were like positioned in bottle service. And I don't know exactly, like we didn't buy a table. There was no table, but we were in bottle service and we were both just like, giving crazy ass like stripper lap dances to the boys. It was fantastic. Honestly, I'm not sure like what came over us, but me and Kendall had earlier that night had said, oh my gosh, we are so not like we were in college. All this stuff literally rode our high horses off into the sunset saying how much we've like changed since our college days. What the actual fuck did we do to ourselves? Because we were acting like wild animals. and That's the, what happens when you have tequila shots. Yeah, so <laughs> many tequila shots. So lap dances happen. And then we go to the bathroom because I was like, oh my God, I'm literally dying. We have to go right now. So me and Brian head to the bathroom. And in that time period, Kendall gets kicked out of the bar. And they said that she was like tipsy top. Like, I don't know. They said like tipsy turkey or something. Yeah, she was falling over. And they were like, okay, you've actually like got to get out of here. And we went back to the table and they were like, yeah, your friends got kicked out because they were way too drunk. And I was like, oh, shit. So then we head out front and then you have at it, honey. So we're out front. We're like talking to the bouncers. We're like, hey, you know, can they come back in? They're like, nah, she's too drunk. You guys just got to gotta go with no ins and outs. We're like, all right, fine, fine. So then we called an Uber and we were waiting for an Uber. And then we saw that, you know, there was a like a black SUV outside. We're like, all right, great. This is our uh, Uber. So then we get in the Uber and then the driver is like, we're like, all right, we're here. And the driver's like, well, no, this isn't your Uber. And at this point, it's just me, Christy, and Kendall. And, and Kendall's 
um, boyfriend Ben is outside the car. He's not in with us. So then there's a back and forth of this is our Uber. No, this isn't your Uber. Back and forth, back and forth. We're like showing our phone. The guy's kind of getting angry and angrier. And it starts. Yeah. He starts like yelling. He starts cursing. And it's only been we've only been in the car for maybe forty five seconds. Yeah, like it was. Not, it wasn't right. like we were in there for ten minutes. We were literally in the car for forty five seconds. This guy's like throwing a fit, and we're like, you know what? Like fuck this guy. We're just gonna leave. Like if you're gonna be crazy, we don't want you as a driver yeah, anyway. He, he exactly. It was like he almost saw red when we got in the car. And this is kind of like a warning to people too. But I don't know. It was just obviously like all around. This is going to turn into like not a great situation. A lot of people saying like be careful with like Ubers and Lyfts now because a lot of these people are like kind of sketch. Yeah. And like unfucking hinged. Like this guy, I don't know what somebody like. I don't, I don't know if he, I don't know what was happening in his life, but clearly something happened where he like fucking snapped and then dive on in, honey. Yeah. He snapped and, and I'm sitting. So the way the SUV is, there's, you know, a seat on the left, a seat on the right. And there's this open kind of space in the middle. And, um, there's a kind of a seat too, as well. So like I'm on the seat, Kendall's on my left, Christy's on my right. And we're like, all right, we're getting out. So, we're getting out. Christy gets out first. And then Kendall's like kind of hopping over me to get out. I'm like, great. And as she's hopping over to try to get out of the car, the guy pushes her and then hits her on the shoulder with like his forearm. And then like Kendall kind of just like falls over and hits her face against like the back uh, headrest of the passenger front seat. And then she like kind of giggles because she's, you know, a little buzzed. And she gets out of the car kind of stumbling out after being pushed and hit. And then I look at the guy. I'm like, oh, hell no. Oh my get the fuck out the car. So he's like, all right. And he gets out of the car. I meet him outside. And then I'm like, you never touch a girl. Why did you hit her? You hit her. How dare you? All those types of things, you know? Mm-hmm. So then me and him started like cursing at each other. And it's like, you know, I, I told him that's absolutely unacceptable that you can touch a girl. So we went back and forth and then he kind of squared up against me and I squared up with him, you know, to defend myself and, and my girlfriend and my friend. And then I then okay. So pretty much like at this point in time, they are screaming at each other. Security is coming from the club because they're like, holy shit. I don't like, I think my one fight that ever happened is on YouTube and it was in sixth grade. And I have not seen, I don't believe like a physical like altercation in person in a very, very, very long time. And I was like, kind, I was more worried about Brian. This guy was pretty big. Like, and I didn't know exactly like, okay, this guy is obviously seeing red as it is. How is he going to, does he have a fucking gun? Does this dude have a knife? This guy's going buck wild. Yes, I go to exactly. I go to you panic never, you never mode. Know. You never yeah. know. So I go into panic mode because I'm like, these the boys are literally squared up. They're about ready to raise fists and fuck each other up. Like you could tell that, like, I know Brian can can fight. I've heard about all of the younger days, but like I was I was just nervous and I immediately go into like defense mode. Defense and protect my boyfriend mode. Literally, because Kendall now is behind us. And so this guy starts to like raise a fist, and so does Brian. And like they're mid swing. And I shove Brian out of the way. 
And we're standing like right behind the passenger door, like right with that like second seat and the door is open. I grab Brian. I throw him out of the side. I lunge for the driver and grab the driver's shoulders and literally throw him in the back of his car. He fucking flies. And my arm hits like the interior of the kind of like archway when you're like hopping in the car. And then I freaking twisted my ankle. Um, I get up and the guy is like, <laughs> the guy was like, literally, I knocked his block off. He was like, what the he, fuck he just shocked. happened? I, I, yeah, I mean, I mean, that that's, you know, we, it's always important in those type of situations to number one, you know, be safe. Number two, defend yourselves if you need to be. And, and that's, that's what we did. And thank oh, yeah. you Dave, for getting my <laughs> back. And then just three, like kind of like Christy said, um, be careful. You never know if, if folks have weapons or, or whatnot. But, you know, I, I was just like, whoa, Casey just literally. So here's, here's the funny part. So in my head, when Casey came and she just kind of like pushed me aside and, and defended me, I was confused for a split second. I was like, what's going on? Why is she pushing me? And then it, it, it hit in my head. I'm like, oh, she's defending me, right? So we always have this running joke. I know she didn't say it, but it almost just seemed like she came and she's like, step aside. Literally, it was a step aside the moment. I was like, no fucking way. Cops are most likely going to get called. Brian was supposed to be in trial. He's a lawyer. We're drunk. And at the end of the day, uh, unless there's like security cameras, like someplace, this guy is the sober one. So he's instantly going to blame the drunk three people and even though he was like irate and crazy, chances are like if there was actually somebody called, they're probably going to believe the sober guy. And so I didn't want that to happen, even though he hit Kendall and this is like super crazy and not right. I could just see it all playing out like very like not good. And two, if people start swinging, I'm just like, fuck, you don't know. You could hit somebody wrong. Something could go wrong. So I literally went into defense and shoved you aside, shoved him in the back of his fucking seat. He was completely shocked when he walked out. He literally didn't know what to do. And I was ready to go. Like, I was like, if we need to. And that's why we call KCM the linebacker. Literally, they do call me the linebacker because I'm weirdly strong. Like, for example. Freakishly strong. Freakishly strong, especially in the mornings. I don't know what it is about the mornings, but I am like a fucking Hulk in the morning. And then two. That's when Casey grabs me. We have this uh, one time we're in Palm Springs. And oh we're just kind of like bantering on the bed. And then, you know, she looks at me. She goes, you know, if I could, I could fuck you up. <laughs> and then I was like, okay, honey, sweetheart. And then she looks at me like all serious, like playful serious. Uh-huh. But looks at me and grabs my hand. What? I'll fuck you up. And like, <laughs> Literally, I did. We, it was we so say cute. that all the time. Yeah. We're like, I'll fuck you up. But I have ripped off. Okay. So what is that? Is it like a soap dispenser? Uh, uh, like so, yeah. shampoo dispenser. Yeah, I, think, I think everyone knows, you know, whenever you're at a hotel, you know how they have those shampoos, conditioners, and body washes and like vertical tubs that are attached to the shower. So we were in uh, Playa del Carmen on our Tulum trip, if you all remember that po- podcast. And literally, Casey was taking a shower and ripped the hinges off one of those bottles. I did. The whole thing came off the fucking tile. And (laughs) I've done that too with like boots that have like really chunky soles. I've like put them on and just like ripped off the soles. And then I don't know if I've ever talked about the toilet seat. 
Um, maybe not, but again, another example of freakish strength. You want to <sighs> tell them a good one? Oh my God. So when I was, would get like pretty drunk in college, which again, me and Kendall were saying we we're steering away from this, AKA why we are staring away with this. So in college, when I would get drunk, you know, when you'd get the spins and you'd need to puke. So what I would do is I would hold onto the toilet seats. And this is like a well-known thing within my family. Like my parents are very aware of the situation. It hasn't happened in years, but I would rip toilet seats off the hinges because I would hold them. And then when you get the spins, I would rip off one side and then rip off the other. I I was just going to say that's so fucking understandable because the spins are the worst. Literally the worst. You know how many times, I mean, we've all done this, right? Like, where you're going out, you're drinking, then you come home, you're like, oh, I lie down. Like, I'll lie down in bed. And the second you lie down, two seconds later, you're like, oh, shit, my head is spinning. I'm, I know I'm going to throw up. up. Yeah, so I, I know exactly <laughs> what you're talking about. So I would hold on to these yeah. toilet seats for dear life. And for whatever reason, I have ripped off, I want to say I was double digits. So usually for me, I like hug the toilet seat and fall asleep on it. <laughs> you know, I apparently hug the toilet seat and would fucking rip them off. Like that's my weird strength. So again, folks, hence the linebacker. Hence the linebackers. So linebackers saved the day. We had like a little like moment where we were yelling back and forth afterwards. Security intervened, wanted to make sure we were totally okay. And uh, yeah, I think I think at the end of the day, security understood that that guy was being like crazy, yeah, yeah. And like crazy and an asshole and yeah, all those things. And so yeah, we took a picture of the license plate, and then we headed on home. But guys, the bruise that was on my arm was insane. I had a bruise on my arm, and then my knee too, because I hit the cement when I shoved him in the car, and a sprained and ankle. a sprained yeah. ankle. Out of all of the people, the the defender, literally me, myself, and I. The defender got the most hurt out of everyone. Everyone else was completely fine, unscathed. Yeah, nobody else did. But uh, that's that's what you do when you got to defend yourselves against a crazy, aggressive person and yeah. one of your friends uh, without you doing anything or, or instigating anything. It's it's it, it you know it, it, I hadn't had one of those nights in many many years, maybe since the college days. But um, actually, one final funny thing about that night is so. You know, like if you all are out at like clubs or bars or something. No, those, I know where this is going. Yes, there's, oh those, there's those hot dog vendors out there that with the bacon wrapped hot dogs. So KCM, our friend over here, uh, you know, she walks by these vendors and, and many times says, I'll never have one. I'll never have one. Lo and behold, we leave the scene. We're walking, you know, Somewhere down the streets of LA. Oh, no, we're on Hollywood Boulevard. We're like right by, um, God, what is it? By the Hard Rock Cafe. If you go, or like Chinese theater vibes, if you guys have ever been there. And KCM goes and sees one of these hot dog vendors and says, How much is a hot dog? I forget what they said, 10 bucks or, you know, a- any number. And she goes, Okay. And I look at her, I'm like, Babe, I don't know if we have cash. She's like, It's fine. Reaches in. <laughs> grabs a foot long hot dog and then you know how they have like a bucket of cheese next to it because they put like nacho cheese on the hot dog completely dips her hot dog in the nacho cheese 
and goes to town. And then Kendall did the same thing. Our friend that we were with, the one that got hit, then and also we grabbed these hot dogs off of a grill. So oh. there was just a lot yeah, I mean, that like, happened like, this I, night. I think I'm pretty much. I, I think I told you I was like, babe, you're gonna burn your hand. Like, I was like, you like, know what? I fucking like, broke my ankle. I'm probably reaching <laughs> in. I'm like, oh, so you'll never have a street dog. Oh now. my god, we'd walked by this place so many times too, and I always was so disgusted. But when you're drunk. Post almost fight defending the group. You're like, you know what? We gotta just dive on in there. So you we know did. What? You deserve it. Thank you, honey. Yeah, that was actually repulsive. When he told me that the next day, I was like, I did not. You did. I was like, this is so bad. It's so funny. We did talk about all of our um, like defense. What is it? What did we call them? Defense like, like uh, uh, tactics, like altercation communication style. Yeah. You know? Uh, we each had one, you know, to kind of the, to summarize. Uh, well, Ben was the cool, calm, collected one. Uh, Kendall was uh, what was Kendall? Kendall was well. She swung at a security guard because somebody came and was like trying to like move her to the side. Yeah. And I think she thought that she was just going into production mode. So we said that no one was safe in Kendall's path, regardless of whether or not you're involved in the incident. You might get swung. you might get swung at. <laughs> um, um, yours was high usage of cuss words, and you were uh, offense. And I, I yeah, straight offense to uh, defend the group obviously and uh-huh. and KCM was straight linebacker to defend the group so and we, uh, yeah I was defense so we each had we we each had our style of you know uh, pretty uh, had its funny moments but also obviously it's a type of situation where you just want to be be safe late at night you never know what type of people um that you're gonna run into um yeah, I mean, what, what other updates do we have, honey? Buddy? Oh, well, honestly, after that, that pretty much swung me and Brian into doing the 75-day hard. Like, Oh, yeah, we're, that's a perfect transition. Yeah, literally after that, I was like, I do not need to see alcohol. And I know that we've all been there where we've been like, I don't need to drink, like yada, yada, yada. But I actually like felt like, whoa, I need to like second from alcohol. So we decided to do a 75-day hard. And I like touched on this in our in like the last episode. But 75 day hard for you guys who are like new listening to this, uh, 75 day hard is like two workouts a day. They're 45 minutes a piece. And one of them is supposed to be outside. You have no alcohol. You're on a strict diet. You're supposed to journal. And then you're supposed to drink a certain amount of water, like a gallon of water per day. But me and Brian are kind of making our own plan just because I feel like diets don't necessarily always work if they're not tailored to you and your lifestyle and what you're actually going to do. So we're not doing like the journaling, the meditating. We are still doing the two workouts a day, the gallon of water and eating healthy. And then for the most part, we're not doing any type of alcohol. The exception is when we're going to Napa and then my birthday. Those are like the two exceptions. An- that we anniversary made. birthday. I think pretty good exceptions. Pretty good exceptions. And two, I feel like you've just got to tailor it. Like, because if you don't, then you're going to feel like restricted and like you can't do your everyday life. Do what makes sense for you. So for example, like, you know, our, our, our diet is focused on high protein, right? We have plant-based protein, we're eating steak, we're eating chicken, and we're doing low carbs, but we're not doing no carbs, right? Because sure, you can do no carbs and maybe lose weight quicker, but then we would not have any energy for two-a-day workouts. Yeah. 
And two, we want something that's sustainable. Like with me, I feel like diets have never really worked because people come up with these like quick fixes, whether it's like, I don't know, like not the intermittent fasting is a quick fix, but like, for example, like, I don't know, like, I don't know, keto or like all these things that I just feel like aren't healthy for you. Like I wouldn't feel good doing keto and I don't yeah. necessarily like love I, to do intermittent I fasting. I think what you're saying is like almost like you, you need to do just the lifestyle change, which works for you. And a lifestyle change can't be a quick fix because a quick fix is not sustainable long-term. long-term. And two, then I have seen the most results from this because two, I've noticed like how much more energy and like you've said the same thing that we have from two workouts. Oh yeah. I, I feel great. Especially the morning workout. Like yeah. You, you know, do it. Usually I think like 6.15, 6.30 or so is what our first workout is. And, mm-hmm. you know, that sun hits you, you're out and about, you get that fresh air. What is like, that called, honey? Circadian rhythm. Well, he has been listening to a lot of Joe Rogan. So I will randomly get these updates through the day. Like, we won't have talked for like maybe two hours. And then he'll send me some type of health fact. And I will know that it is from a Joe Rogan podcast. So here's a health fact that I've, I've learned. So okay, you know, they've always said alcohol is bad for you. And, you know, sleep is, is important. Get your eight hours. Well, you know, not just on Joe Rogan, but other places from what I've heard is alcohol is even worse for you than they thought. And sleep is even more important for you than what they thought, you know, in order for you to have, you know, strong brain health, you know, strong cognitive function, uh, cardiovascular health. All those type of things are very, very um, you know, important. And, and I think we were, uh, Christy sent me a good at my podcast. And, uh, so here you look for the signals in your body. I learned, you know, so for example, it was really focused on, uh, cardiovascular health and for gentlemen out there, if you, oh ever, if you ever have ED, if you ever have erectile dysfunction, so if what, the wean is not happy and is it, not working, if it's not working. What that means is it's a sign that you're having cardiovascular problems. Your highways between your heart and other parts of your body are not working well, or there's not proper blood flow. Those are the type of things that you look for in order to make sure that you're healthy. So if guys, you don't get hard, just make <laughs> sure that you have proper blood flow, you're healthy, uh, you're eating right, and you're doing all those things. Because honestly, if you don't, and you go down an unhealthy path, then you know that's early signs of maybe you might have a heart attack or, or something bad like that. And unfortunately, from what I learned, like for women, you don't, you don't have that early sign like ED, it's just straight to like, you know, chest pain or, or something like that. You know, I think health has been a big, big priority for me and me and Christy lately. Yeah. And too, what's interesting for like the drinking aspect, I, it's funny. I haven't really had an urge to drink. Have you? No, not, not at all. I mean, I think using our, our, your birthday and our anniversary is kind of like the, the next times that we're, we're going to drink, it's, it's actually easier because we have something to look forward, forward to. to. And too, it's like, I mean, I don't know. For example, like I was chatting with one of my friends tonight and she's like, oh my gosh, well, like I like want to have a drink tonight. Like I had a long, hard day. Like for me, I don't want to like feel like I had a long, hard day. So I'm like going to alcohol. 
Like I, or like, and I've, I've totally said that before. And I think it's rely on the bottle. Do not rely on the bottle. But also like, I just feel like as a society, I'm realizing like how much we focus everything around drinking, whether it's like, because it's so social. It's so social. Like every single event I go to every, you know, every bar, every restaurant, everyone's like, let's meet for drinks. And it's almost like people make it like a big deal when you don't drink. And I feel like that that's really kind of weird. Like our friends really haven't done that, but I've noticed with other people, even in the past before we did this, they'd be like, oh yeah, I'm not drinking. And then people are like, why? What's wrong? Yeah. What's wrong? Are you okay? If you're a girl, are you pregnant? Exactly. (laughs) Like they instantly go there versus like, I feel like at every single stage of your life, you should reevaluate things, whether it's relationships or your job or like, Maybe your relationship with alcohol, like all of that should be reevaluated at every single next step that you go to. So I personally think it's great. I think everyone should like take a step back and be like, how am I with like my alcohol consumption right now? Yeah, I think being reflective about where you're at with your life, make sure you're meeting your goals. I mean, I I think at the end of the day, me and Christy are doing this because we have certain goals we want to meet. We want to, you know... Uh, be healthier. Be, we want to be more fit. We're actually both pretty career oriented people to begin with, but there's like even more of a focus uh, for both of us in the next, you know, 60 to 90 days. So it just makes like perfect sense for us. Now, is it in the middle of summer when you should be I know. out here and there? Sure. But honestly, kind of like what Christy said, like, it's not that hard once you start. It's just hard to start. It's just hard to start and just be like, all right, we're fucking going to do it. Like we grab, this is kind of like my starting tips. If you guys want to start this, number one is get a water bottle you really like because you will be nursing yes, that like I, a motherfucker. Very, very good point. Uh, two, get like something to write everything down on. So we got just like a random, really small pad that Brian had. Um, I'm pretty sure I stole it out of your um, handy dandy legal pad. Literally. Like one of the smaller and we and we just wrote like uh one through five of like okay one is drinking water did the two was like how many workouts and all that kind of stuff we just did one through five and then one side with his name one side with my name and then we've just been just checking it off per day and i think that we're on like day we're Uh, on like day probably day like seven eight nine something like that yeah Um, but, but we're but here's also like a good point too like Kind of what we've been saying is do what works for you, but also be reasonable, right? We've had days, like not too many, but let's say like two or three days where we know we can only get one workout in because just our schedule does not allow the second one. It's okay. It doesn't mean you you miss your second workout and that's it. You're done. You failed. Then the following day, we do three workouts to catch up. And then by that time, we're back at our uh, baseline. So you know, don't like ever get uh, down on yourself or, you know, mad or sad if you miss the day. Just just recoup and, and compensate the next day and you're back on schedule. And they actually, for the 75-day hard, if you like miss a workout or something, you're actually supposed to start over. I don't like that because I don't feel like you should be punished for like doing something that's good for your body. Like I would rather just make up the workout the next day, which is what we're doing. Um, but yeah, I, I, I totally agree with you, and that's what we're doing. It just doesn't make sense. It's it's to me that treats it like a game. Exactly. It's not, it's not a game. It's like a lifestyle change and a challenge. So if you treat it, 
you know, like something that you want to do and you take it seriously, there's nothing wrong with making adjustments that work for you. Yeah. And to the next thing that I would say is, okay, so we found like non-alcoholic alcohol and it's like we're using it actually some for my birthday just in case like people aren't drinking like or like want to switch it up and it's Katy Perry's brain it's like Dell it's like DE let me look up and see what it actually it's very good it's super good I think the two that we really liked it might even be the same one one tasted like rose water or had rose water in it the other one had yuzu you know that (laughs) good old yuzu that's in uh, in sushi that's like super expensive. That one was really bomb. Yeah, it's super good. We actually had it at an event recently, and it's called D uh, Soy, and the Instagram's Drink D Soy, so it's D E and then S O I. If you feel like really uncomfortable, which I can totally appreciate, like let's say you're having people over to your house, everyone's going to be drinking and you want to have something with you that's not like a vodka soda, like maybe people can tell or you don't have vodka, like whatever the situation is, this is really good because it looks super chic. Doesn't it? It looks like like white wine. Yeah. It kind of looks like a bougie or white wine. Champagne white wine. Yeah. And it's really freaking good. So those would be like all of my... My, like tips for like starting out. Obviously, we'll have a lot more by the end of this. But since we're only, you know, we're in, we're yeah, arm we're arm deep. We'll, we'll have we'll have updates. Let you know how we're going. Um, oh, and another thing is, we're supposed to take progress pics. And we have yet to take. Our, I, I think we'll take it at, on Sunday. Maybe see yeah, how we're doing. Well, yeah, we need yeah. to actually take some progress pictures because I think that that's like something that you'll be able to tell through the photos. Don't lie. Like I feel like I can sure. always tell when like. I've gained weight from photos or lost weight from photos. So we still have yet to do our progress pictures. Um, but are, we, are we supposed to weigh ourselves? I honestly, I'm not really here for like the weighing myself thing. I was talking to my trainer, Chelsea today. And what she said that we should do is go to this like body scan place because they'll take like body fat percentages and all this other stuff. Cause really for me and even for you, I don't really care what I weigh. I just care about like the body fat percentage and how much muscle I'm gaining. Cause like you could gain muscle and lose fat and be a higher right. weight. I mean, you could lose five pounds and gain eight pounds of muscle, you three pounds heavier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I think we should do that. I'll have to ask her like the name of it and I'll let you guys know what that is. But I think we should do that. And she says she has a membership and she does it once a month. So if she's doing like a new workout plan or new eating plan, she can actually tell like what she's doing and how she marks up. That way you're not doing something for like fucking six months and then being like, why isn't this working? And then you really don't know. And you're just leveraging numbers on the scale and like hoping that something's working. But those are, yeah, those are all of our little tips and I'll have to grab that. Um, from Chelsea. She's like the best. Love her. Um, we'll have to have her on one time to like chat about all the things when we're done with uh, 75 Day Hard. But now we are going to jump into your confessions. These are my confessions. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Confession number one, all of these are anonymous. And again, you guys know your situations way better than we do. So if we ever give advice and you guys don't want to take it, you don't have to because you know your situation a lot better. And um, this first one is pretty long though. So this person said, when I was in elementary school, my mom was a substitute teacher 
in her county a lot. She didn't tell me she was subbing for my teacher when I was in first grade. I was surprised and also thought that I could act up. I ended up wrestling with a classmate over a marker and received a warning from my mom. I then proceeded to slam my desk into one of my classmates. So naturally, I was sent to the principal's office. The scariest part was when she wrote the note for the office. You usually tell them what happened and who was involved. Mine just read, wait until your father gets home. (laughs) I had to hand that to my principal. Then she shamed me for getting sent to the principal's office by my own mother. Needless to say, it was a very long night in our household. LOL. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's that's hilarious. I actually kind of like whoever wrote that. I like the uh, the whole uh, pushing the desk. <laughs> Can and, you imagine getting into a fight over a marker? It's so funny because uh, in elementary school, like uh, I uh, like second or third grade, like those kind of those earlier years. Are like, you going to tell them about the bucks? The, no. Oh, okay. I, what I was going to say was, you know, typically, you know, Booji Bryant gets good grades. He's like literally the top student in the class that's called third grade. But I also had the most red cards. Uh, red cards are like if, you know, you do something bad in class, like you're talking while the teacher's talking, if you're late to class, like whatever, any sort of discipline thing, there's different cards. Green card means you're a good kid that day. Yellow card means you were so-so. Red card means you've done a lot of bad things. So I'd get good grades, but I would get red cards. So I, I, I empathize with you. And, and I guess it's just, you know, when you have your mom as a substitute teacher, there's no different than getting disciplined at, you know, in school at versus at, at the home. That's honestly hilarious. Tell them about your time with the with the Bucks. That's what I thought you were going. No, why not? No, that one's okay. so cute. <laughs> Okay, so this one is like really short and sweet. Okay, I'm not going to read this word for word because it's super long, but I feel like I can essentially wrap this up. So it sounds like the girl, it sounds like it's a girl and she was from a small town and she was caught sleeping with one of her parents' friends and so she didn't go into detail about how she got caught but she said that it was something that went along for like probably two years and then when she went to like move out of her parents house I don't know she didn't say if like somebody told them or like what the situation was but if she's like under what I mean if you're moving out of your parents house you're probably like early 20s maybe right uh, I mean, depends where you're, you you are in your life, but if you're moving out of your parents' house, yeah, I mean, early twenties is generally probably the average age. That's insane. Like, I would die, especially like the parents. Like, oh, that's just that's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. I mean, um, but at the same time, you know, whatever. You're two consenting adults that are at least eighteen. It, you know, it's it's weird, and it's something they'd have to get used to, but. Uh, but at the end of the day, I, I think uh, as long as the two people are happy, but no, <laughs> no dad wants to hear that his uh, friend is banging his daughter. I know. Can you, you're like, hi, uh, invite Todd over. Just kidding. Okay, this one says, I just went out drinking with my wife and a house guest. We drink a lot, 
but apparently I am the only horny one. I started looking at porn on my phone and next thing I knew, I was going solo in the bathroom, which is dead center in my 600 square foot apartment. They both knocked out though. So that's a good guess. That's a good, I guess. What? Well, well, I guess they didn't hear you. That's honestly, that's freaking hilarious. Okay. Well, when the urge come, you know, comes over you, I guess. I guess. But also, what did he think? They were going to like hop into a threesome? Uh, maybe that's what he was hoping for. But uh, I'm assuming by the fact that he went into the bathroom and they fell asleep, it did not happen. That did not happen. Okay, this one says, I've discovered I'm polyamorous and cannot be happy with just him. I have no plans to cheat on him. I just want to run. I did. Where'd you run to? And now I don't know where to go. We just bought a house. I'm planning to sleep in the car and live off gift cards until I figure out what to do. At least I have my laptop. I'm so fucked. This is not real. No. There's no way. Well, also... The gift cards, like, kind of sent me. But also, it's like, it goes from... It it just doesn't make sense. You're polyamorous? You're polyamorous. You're not going to cheat. Then you talk about getting a house and not living in it. It's just... It's very, like, jumbled. It's very jumbled. Like, they were trying to think of a good story, and that was just, like, not it. Yeah. That's honestly or, or pretty funny. Or <laughs> the polyamorous just went out. Or maybe they like really need therapy. Like if all of that's going on, you probably should go chat with someone. Uh, we recommend to go to the experts. Okay. This one, God, there's a lot of sex ones. I lost my virginity to a prostitute. Dot, dot, dot. Long story short, it was dot, 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 pleasant. I have so many questions. Like number one, where did you find the prostitute? Number Craigslist. You think so? Do you think it's giving <laughs> it's Craigslist? Option. Craigslist? Okay. Uh Kate, number one, where'd you find the prostitute? Two, how much did you pay them? Like, is there a prostitute like average? You know how there's like job averages? Oh, is there a prostitute average? I'm sure there's the cheap ones and the more expensive ones. I mean, what would you think would be a cheap prostitute versus an expensive prostitute? I mean, I would think cheap is a couple hundred bucks for sex. I would think an expensive one is like a high-end escort, like five, ten thousand for a night. Whoa, five, ten thousand. Okay, so question. Um, if you're paying this person for like a few okay, does the sex what if the sex only lasts for five minutes? Is it still like a few hundred dollars for the well, cheap one? Well, it probably it's what you paid them for, right? If, if you pay them for sex or, or like a blow, a blow job, I mean, once it's done, it's done. But if it's like a high-end escort and you pay for the night, you know, when your time's up, when 9 a.m. hits or whatever. Oh my God, they yeah. have like a clock. Okay, yeah. I'm going to finish this. Um, long story short, it was dot, 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 pleasant. I was 27 and had never been naked with a woman before, nor had I fooled around even foreplay. I'll admit, simply getting over this hurdle was worth it, but I didn't perform very well. Anxiety. We finished in 30 minutes and spent the next 30 minutes just chatting. That's kind of good. That's kind of good. Wait, what was that one show that we watched? Uh, The one where she paid for sex. Do you remember what that one was? Yeah, with, I think Emma Thompson was her name. Yeah. I I forget what it's called, but she's like a a 50-year-old British uh, professor who's like on the verge of retirement, whose husband, I think, passed away. And she hadn't had sex for like several years. And 
hired this young prostitute male to just have sex with and they actually ended up they didn't end up together, but they ended up liking each other and having like a connection. I really wish they would have liked each other. I think that's so interesting though, because like number one, you're like buying, I don't know, for your first time. I mean, I don't know, to each their own. My first time, I was like, obviously, we looked how that worked out with that relationship, but obviously led me to my, my favorite <laughs> men. Um, but like my first guy that I ever slept with, I literally was like, oh my gosh, we need to be in love. I don't want to just like do it to do it. But now well, like- I mean, you wanted it to mean something. I wanted it to mean something. Yeah, I get you. I mean, I, I think everyone's first time is, is going to be different. Some it happens by accident. <laughs> so, yeah. Some it, it's, it's like this long-winded thing. But a lot of times it's, you know, not the way you foresaw it or planned. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think there's a wrong or right way to do your first time. Just uh, make sure it's, it's, it's something that you want and that you're comfortable with. And uh, don't put yourself in a bad situation like, getting caught with a hooker in a very awkward situation. Oh my God. That's so bad. I just can't imagine. Okay. Then after you like come, do you think they just like lay in bed and they chat and she like puts down a timer? The prostitute? Yeah. yeah I think, I think when the, when the timer's up, the timer's up. So if like, let's say you, you purchase the prostitute for three hours, then, you know, once it's done and you still got two hours and 30 minutes left, you, I don't know, you probably have a drink and chat. <laughs> so you're like, Hi, Carol. I mean, let's I'm, talk about your taxes. I'm sure there's cool ones and there's not so cool ones. And yeah. There's people that vibe with their prostitute and there's people that you don't. And if you vibe with them, I'm sure you're a quote unquote returning customer. A returning customer? Like, yeah. What, you know, like they do like subscribe subscriptions yeah, on Amazon. Like, if you think of, yeah. Do you get like a subscription to like a, a, do a like prostitute? A, it's like a Netflix subscription yes exactly a big step for okay but netflix is like going up in price do you think after like a few like runs honey, the prostitute like jacks up the prices honey, inflation also hits the prostitute okay also <laughs> hits the prostitute super good to know okay this one says i've wanted my best friend's boyfriend for my own i've known the boyfriend for much longer than i've known my best friend and we've always clicked as close to a soulmate as possible And then we met my best friend and she's my best friend because just like me, I love her like a sister, but it's platonic equivalent. I just can't stop thinking about him. He's perfect. I have no doubt he's as good as humanity has to offer. I want him. I can't lose the best friend that I've ever had. I just don't know. Right. What what do you do? Choose the best oh. friend or or the boyfriend. But at the same time, how do you even know that the boyfriend's feelings are neutral or reciprocal? Oh, that's so tough. Because the problem is, is you can't act on those feelings. Number one, you are a shitty friend if you act on those feelings because like they're taken. I feel like anytime someone is taken, they are taken off the market. Like you can't, you can look at the menu, but you can't order, baby. Right. Like no, no, no. I personally think like, yes, maybe uh, if they were not together, could you give it a shot? Yeah. But because they are like, what are you going to do? Go to the best friend and say, Hey, by the way, I love you, but I'm also in love with your boyfriend. Right. And let's say even, let's say on the side, you tell the boyfriend just to kind of 
inquire as to his feelings and he and he rejects you we know what he's gonna do he's gonna run right to her and then you're gonna lose both the boyfriend and the best friend that's gonna fucking suck so the best thing is not to act on your feelings you know just be a good friend to your best friend and just maintain whatever relationship you have with the guy don't let it get weird and if they break up and you want to shoot your shot and risk uh you know damaging the relationship with your best friend then that's your decision. Well, and to my thing is, is like, go date other people. Like you're not meant to, just because you're attracted to someone, there's so many attractive people in the world. You can be attracted to people oh, and be like, yeah. oh, they're good looking. Or like, I love their personality or I love I, being around them. Yeah. I mean, I think it's super weird when like you're in a relationship and like, you're like, no, nobody's hot except you or nobody's good looking, but you, that's crazy. Like, obviously, there's other good-looking people out there. You're like, oh, that, that guy's attractive. Or, oh, that girl's attractive. But it doesn't mean that you're going to cheat on your person or that you don't love your person. Attraction is, you know, somebody can be attractive. Or, or in this situation, she can think that this is the perfect guy. But, like, honestly, I wouldn't just, like, sit there and dwell on it. Like, go date. And then you might find the perfect guy actually for you that you're gonna do. well and to like some reverse psychology happening maybe she wants him because he's taken like yeah, really the perfect guy for you would be single like the perfect guy isn't going to be in a relationship for you so i would just like find like all the qualities that That's you love like yeah. that you love about this person that like you're becoming attracted to and figure out like what you want in your next person but also, like, if you need a little space, like, let's say you're, like, in the heat of it and you're, like, oh, my God, I, like, am obsessed with them. I love them. Like, take a little bit of time. I personally think, like, maybe you need, like, a little time to, like, sit in your feelings because I feel like girls have sometimes – guys can also do this, too. You can, like, hype up how great someone is when they're fucking not. You're, like, oh, my God, they're literally doing the bare minimum. They're obsessed with me. You're, you're, you're playing this game in your head, and then you're probably looking at their stories, and people only post, like, their most fun and their best times on their stories, and you build this facade in your head that, oh, this person is having such a great time. They're such a great person. They're always happy. And then that's not actually found in reality. So I wouldn't, like, beat yourself up and just be – stuck with this one person in your head even though you might think they're perfect go have fun go date go meet other guys you never know what there might be out there well and too i would just yeah i think like space is good dating is good definitely not fucking going after the relationship which yeah just don't do it don't do it yeah don't um i don't think i've ever even gone after one of my friends like girlfriends it's just it's just a no territory. I actually know somebody who did this. So it was like, um, he was like a family friend. And this was like years ago. Essentially, he was like best friends with the girl and the guy. And they'd always hang out together. And then he told like the girl, like, hey, I have like feelings for you. And him and like their relationship. She was like, well, I don't. And their relationship was never the same. That's, that's exactly what I was saying. You don't even know what that person's reaction is going to be. How do you know they like you in that way? Exactly. Like you can assume, but I mean, that's not, no, no, no. Let's see. Okay. Next one. 
Um, I'm an 18-year-old student, freshman year. I lived in the dorms, and this year I'm living off campus. I'm renting an extra room in some woman's house. I like how he calls them some woman, or maybe it's a girl. I don't know. This, um, it's a great location, super safe, and a 10-minute bike ride to campus. I get my own bathroom, and there's a pool, hot tub, and billiards table. I don't know what a billiards table is. Pool table. Pool table. The woman I'm renting from is in her mid-30s. Her husband died a few years ago, and she wanted to rent out a room to help pay the bills. She also has a 13-year-old daughter. She wanted someone quiet who wouldn't um, get in her business, blah, 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 blah. And I was perfect. I basically went, yeah, I'm a student. I'm an engineering student, so I don't have a life. The only time you'll see me is when I'm coming going for um, coming and going to or from the kitchen. Whoa, she and I started sleeping together. No. Then way. at the end of the last, my last semester, my cousin bought a house here and offered uh, to let me stay there for free. I told her I was grateful for everything, but that I'd be moving out. She offered to let me stay there for free. I think it's probably because she wants to get laid. I mean, she's smoking hot and she could probably go to any a new bar and bring a guy home, but that might not be the best example for her daughter. And she's really socially awkward. What? So at first I was going to be like, I don't understand what's her confession. Now I, I don't. Oh my gosh. Can you imagine? Okay. So I do have a story. We're going to have to make this like very anonymous, very, very anonymous guys. But I have a friend that may or may not be doing this right now. (laughs) So essentially, I have a friend and she has a boyfriend that is like very toxic. I literally hate him. And I've made it known that I do not like this man. And But he is paying for a lot of her things like her rent. He's paying for her car. He kind of pays for her lifestyle. But she lives in this house. And the owner of this other house who is a very like well-off, very successful guy is technically her landlord. And she is in which case sleeping with him while being in still that relationship and (laughs) secretly wants to be with the landlord and not the boyfriend, but the boyfriend pays for her stuff financially. So I guess uh, it's kind of like a taboo, like the whole like Instead of pay for rent, you know, pay for sex. Literally. Is that illegal? Um, I I don't know. I mean, look, in in the transactional sex, if you're like... Did you say transactional sex? Actually, no, but (laughs) transactional sense, but that's so funny. I guess if it's a transaction, it's technically per se not right or Mm -hmm. illegal, however you want to phrase it. But at the same time, it's like... It's just two consenting adults having sex with some sort of understanding. Mm -hmm. And especially if it's a relationship, then it's not illegal because it's not just purely transactional. So, um, you know, as far as you staying with your landlord and, you know, having sex, uh, you know, I guess do what you got to do, baby boo. (laughs) Honestly, though? Like, okay, in their situation, it sounds like they just, like, like happened to, like, find a place and ended up really liking the, like, landlord person and having sex with them. But that's so weird that she was like, well, you can stay for free now. Like, after she's been charging him, probably because the D was good. Well, yeah, exactly. The the D was good, and she she wants uh, more, and 
is uh, not willing to let it go. My problem that I would feel is like, okay, what if like, what happens on the day that you like don't want to have sex with them? Are they going to like kick you out? Evict you. You know what I mean? Like, but actually, (laughs) (laughs) we need pickets, you know, picket fence for that. But you know what I mean? Like, what if one time you're like, oh, I'm just like really not in the mood or like I'm tired or like whatever. And then what are they going to say? Like, get the fuck out. Well, you become their sex toy or their Literally, their it's giving sex toy, sex slave. Well, there's things. also going to, the, the awkward part about it is there's probably going to be a power struggle, especially in this situation where it sounds like, I, I think he was a dude, where the where the guy's younger and the, the landlord's obviously going to be an older woman you know Mm -hmm. i would imagine in her 30s or 40s let's say like there is a power play they're not just like financially but also like mentally Uh, yeah obviously the 30 40 year old woman has a much higher mental acuity than the 18 year old college kid yeah so it's like kind of a control aspect that can get not just awkward but like you know not a good situation for the college kids. Well, and how weird to kind of be doing, I'm into each their own. I don't have children, so I really can't speak to this. But for you to be like banging the person and like your kid could like be in the next room who's 13. At 13, you most likely know what sex is. You probably know what's happening. Oh, I'm sure. So I mean, like how awkward for the kid too to be like, are you going to bang all the tenants that come in here? Not that the kid's going to say that, but you might think it and be like, you know, is this like, is, I don't know. Is, is this what you do? Is this what you do? I don't know. Okay. We're going to hit one more confession for fool the day. And then we are going to wrap this up because it is literally not kidding. It's literally 11 o'clock. It, it's bedtime. It is bedtime. Let's see. Um, oh my God. Why are these so long? I love these guys though. Like, please keep sending them. But like my mental capacity right now is, um, oh wow. This is really sad. I don't know if I can say this one. I don't love my husband anymore, but I can't leave him. He's such a good father and I don't want to ruin my child's uh, my son's childhood. I met the, him in college. They fell in love. They had a kid. They decided to live together, no marriage. He dropped out of college. I finished. Now I'm a grad. Now I'm a, in grad school with a scholarship. He's not working since he has chronic pain, but takes care of our child, takes him to school, helps him with homework, goes to the park with him, goes to school events. Sorry, guys. I'm literally yawning. It's very supportive and caring. And then she talks about why she fell in love with him. And um, she's just like reached a point with him where essentially... Like, they just argue all the time. This is so sad. Like, I don't really know what to say. Like, she'll say that she loves him. And, or he says that he loves her and she won't say anything back. <gasps> yeah, that's, I mean, that that's very sad. It's always that's so sad. That makes me want to, like, gut-wrenching. sad to see, like, a relationship, like, start off so good and there's love. And then for that love to fade away over time. And a lot of times uh, it happens when you have a kid because you focus on other things and especially on the kid instead of your, your, yourself. And I think you had told me this early in our relationship, Casey, where you're like, the foundation is you two. You know, even if you have a kid, you got to make sure that you guys are good and focus on you because if you guys aren't good, how can you raise a kid? Um, I think that's a very good point. And, you know, I come from a divorced household and my parents got divorced. So I, I get it, um, and I know it's 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 tough. They're not quite divorced, but it sounds like they're on the road there. Oh. Um, just, you know, 
it's you just in these type of situations, honestly, you just hope it's you know a civilized sort of breakup if it happens, and you wish the best for the kid. I know that one was gun wrenching. I'm sorry to end on that one, guys, but we literally have to go to bed because we are so pooped. But I promise we'll do more of these. Please send in long responses because I do love them, and next time I promise to read them all word for word. Um, but put it in our, we put it in our show notes. So you guys can like drop in anything, whether it be questions, we'll answer questions. I like the confessions because they're interesting and they're like from your guys' lives. Um, so make sure to send those over. And then next week we'll have on a very special guest that I can't wait for. Um, but if you liked these episodes, please let us know, make sure to rate review and subscribe. And these beebs are off to bed because they are fucking tired. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you.